Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show comes in. If you are ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello, and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am back with Sophia and Elisa. And today we're actually going to start out, well, we're going to start with what's awesome first. And then they are going to turn the tables and ask me some questions about LOA and anything else they feel called to. So this week I'll start with Elisa. What's awesome? All right. Well, um, now that I'm married, um, <laughs> we are talking about um, plans for the future. Um, we want to have a couple kids and I'm not going to be working full time and taking care of babies <laughs> in my late thirties. <laughs> Just not going to do it. Um, so we're looking at like a career transition for me, um, moving to something that I can do part-time from home. Um, and also moving myself into a position where I have the bandwidth to also potentially go back to school. Um, so we're in the process of figuring out what that looks like. We're also in the process of, um, purchasing a home. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Which is so that all of that goes into you know where do we want to live and what does it yeah. look like and just so much is happening. Oh, that's amazing! And I just flashed on when it like very early on, you know, an assignment. And then what happens after you get this? And it was like I get my own home and I'm living this life. And so yay that that is happening in the process right now. And so much faster than I thought. I thought I was going to be like a couple years down the road in this process before I got right. these things. <laughs> Not a few months. Yay. I love it. It can happen so fast. It's so awesome. Sophia, what's awesome with you? My, um, my husband has been so supportive of me and he's really been pouring into me. So I decided you know, I wanted to pour into him. So I surprised him with a really nice hoodie, a hoodie that he'd been, he's been wanting for a while. So it came oh, yesterday. That's awesome. <laughs> so I was like taking off the middle <laughs> box. Like, is it here? <laughs> so he really liked it. And I was, you know, it felt good to be able to just level up on him like that. So. Yes, that is so mm-hmm. awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. Who wants to go first well I what I had in mind for Cassie is um this is something I thought about because when you have other episodes with people who ask you questions they always ask such good questions and you go (laughs) oh my gosh all the good questions have been taken (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but in one episode and I don't remember who you were talking to you talked the hero's journey was mentioned a little bit I was like oh that's really cool that's a great idea so I actually um, have a couple questions about what your hero's yeah. journey has looked like for you. Um, in particular, three aspects of the hero's journey. Um, right. Like the first, you know, um, call to adventure, like what did your ordinary world look like? And what was that moment that kind of called you into this like law of attraction adventure and set you on your way? Um, another big part of the hero's journey is like, meeting the mentor. So who was your big mentor? What was, you know, something that made a big difference in your journey? And then what some of the the tests and trials have been for you as you go along the way? Um, You know, I think for me, especially right now with everything 
moving so quickly, it's, it's easy to feel overwhelming or feel like, like I, like we said earlier in the other episode that I'm not doing enough Mm -hmm. or that, that it just sometimes feels challenging or, or yeah. So what, what were some of those moments for you where it felt really challenging or Mm -hmm. maybe you felt like things weren't working out, but it ended up working out exactly the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Okay. I love it. All right, cool. Um, all right. So the call to adventure, the ordinary world. Um, so the first time, and I've shared this and I just love it, but I wouldn't, I would say this is one of those, if we were doing it sort of as a movie or a book, you know, it'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, when they were younger, you know? So the first time I used the law of attraction, I was in four, 13, 14 in junior high to manifest $20. Um, and I've shared that story. So I went home and there was a contest to, for a fundraiser, sell so many things and you get in the drawing and there was five $20 bills. And I was like, I'm going to win one and selling, I don't know, it's like two items or something that was easy. And before I went to bed, I closed my eyes and I visualized that. So I sort of had that experience. Um, the ordinary world, there's, there's so many places I feel like as you were asking this question, I'm thinking of the answers I'm going, I think there's, it happens in chapters in my life. Um, and the one that popped out probably was leaving my job, you know, leaving that ordinary world. And it's awesome that you're asking this yesterday was seven years since I woke up and did not have to go into my job as we're recording this. <laughs> so That's yeah, so that, cool. it is so cool. And that ordinary world of going to a job and a really good job. It's not that I had, um, you know, all jobs are great, but it wasn't, oh, sort of average. I was, I was on a path. My boss had been prepping me to take over, you know, her management position a couple of years down the road and the salary, you know, was above six figures. And so that was sort of my ordinary world. And, but I was called to this adventure of let me let go of the money for right now and go have freedom. And so for me, that was the call to adventure Um, and meeting the mentor. I love this question. I, for me, I think the mentor I met was myself. Um, You know, when I left my job and I had been working this stuff for a while and it was really like almost sitting down and having a coaching conversation with myself. Like if I want this life where I actually get, have clients, not just have a business I'm not just a coach, but actually have clients, which I had not been super successful at in the past. I was like, you have to do something different. And so for me, I think I was my own mentor. It was sort of, okay, how, how can you coach yourself? All the other things have gotten you to this point. Um, but how can you start to coach yourself to be somebody who has a different experience and that experience you want, um, which is parlayed into the scripting things that we do and all the awesome things that we do today in the enchanted circle. Um, the challenges, um, in the trials, for sure, I can remember when I first put together Manifest 10K, which was about, you know, six years, um, was a little over, so seven years, but I started writing it probably in January. And I went to a friend's house and I said, oh, like I'm putting together this course and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, what is money, man? Like, I, what is money manifesting? I, like, we believe in science in this house. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, 
this is, you know, whatever. And I remember going home and having to have that conversation with myself about what I believe and get firmer in my beliefs. Um, So I would say that's one challenge because it really was one of those things that hit me like, oh, I didn't expect some of my best friends to not just be like, you're awesome no matter what you do, right? But like, what are you talking about? And that was in the middle of enrolling people. That was in the middle of writing it, that that was um, there. So other, uh, let's see what other chests and challenges I've gone through. That is definitely one. Um, One that somebody must need to hear because it keeps popping into my head was even years later, I ended up, he's a best-selling author and he's written a ton of books. And we were in his, I ended up at his house with my PR person and we started talking. He's like, what do you do? I'm like, I help people welcome money into my life. And he had some flippant answer about how I described what I did. And I was like, okay. And then a couple minutes later, he's like, so what do you do? And, and I talked about it. He's like, oh, I don't believe in money mindset. And I was like, oh, okay. He goes, you just do it. I've studied all of these Um, In that point, he was studying billionaires and writing a book about like billionaire principles and what they do. And he's like, they just have a formula, you know, and he told me about this guy that buys land outside of um, towns that are growing. Like he had some formula and he would buy land and he'd hold it for 10 to 20 years. And then he would sell it to like Costco or Sam's Club because he knew when the population grew, that would be. And he goes, it's just that, like, it's just formula like that. And I said, well, that might be true. I said, but what gets in the way of my clients is that they don't have the trust enough for that. They can't stay in it yet for 10 years because they haven't had that experience or they've had other experiences where things get in the way. And so by the end of this conversation, he was like, hmm, maybe I'm going to put the Cassie Parks trust principle in my book. (laughs) Um, And so that's one of my favorites. And I think one of the ones that will maybe impact listeners, like I said, somebody needs to hear that one today, because that was really a chance to be like you. And those are two examples of people saying things. And one, I had to go home and kind of, you know, I don't know if I cried. I felt the feelings, whatever they were, I might've cried. Um, And the next one was like, I'm going to stand in my power, like, and know what I know, no matter what, like, so you can, it's a, the, the test and the trial became different. It's the same premise. Um, but it became, it became different. So, and I will think about, um, more of those too. Did that answer your question? Give you a good start? Yeah, that was great. Those are definitely some stories I hadn't heard yet from awesome. all the different episodes and conversations I've listened to. Yeah. It's, it's nice to hear that even Cassie Parks had tough days. (laughs) (laughs) Even Cassie Parks definitely had tough days. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for asking. And definitely I will think if there's more that we can fit into this episode too. Um, Cause I love, I love sharing that because it is how we go through that, you know? Um, and sometimes I wish I had been doing my own interviews all along the journey, you know, so those would be more, um, everybody would hear those along the journey. So thank you, Sophia. How about you? Yes, I do have a question for you and it is how, if in any way does practicing manifestation and living with intentionality change as you start to grow? Like, is it you start with a certain practice or a certain 
um, building of awareness and honing in on certain things. But as you start to grow, does that process change in any way or is it just an amplification of the same process? You just do it bigger and bigger and bigger as you go along, like as a more seasoned manifester, like what does it look like your practice where you are versus where we are as we're learning to embrace this way of living? Oh, I love this question. Um, and I will tell you, I just wrote this morning, you know, um, I wrote a story in the uh, community, which you guys might not have seen yet, but about how last week, you know, I didn't want a script. I had a two hour script scheduled and I did not, I was like, oh, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, oh, I had all these reasons why I could let myself off the hook and I did it anyway. And so some of those things do stay the same, you know, even as we grow, it's not every day I wake up and I want to do it. And part of that is because of growth. When we're coming up against growth, I think it's natural to have resistance. And often that feels like I don't want to. <laughs> I can see by Sophia's face, she has had that experience too. <laughs> I think that things get, uh, so in the beginning, you have to become super aware. And I told this story, I don't know, on the podcast, but if this is where I've told it, but you know, there was a point in time where I would just all day long, just focus on my thoughts. I would just start to catch them, you know? And so what shifts and changes is how much you have to pay attention. Um, but then you, it shifts from sort of the quantity of paying attention to, I'll just put it as a quality of paying attention because then you're catching those little like, Oh, did I just say that? Do I still believe that? Like, no, like, cause as you grow, you realize, oh, I don't need that either. And, or as you grow and change and you learn to become more intentional and manifest, even the things that worked before or the things that you might've said, like, oh, I'm somebody who attracts this because that felt really good. All of a sudden you get to a place and you're like, I don't need that anymore. Like, like uh, this is what I attract. You know, I attract this bigger thing or I attract more ease. You know, it kind of shifts. So I would say that it, it both grows and gets more finite in a way. So it gets bigger, but also deeper. And it, the type of awareness shifts from that. I have to pay attention to so many things to I'm really honing in on like the little tweaks I can make. Yeah. Did that answer your question? It does. Thank you very awesome. much. Cool. Uh, other questions? Do you guys have other questions you want to talk about? Sophia? I have, um, you may have already kind of touched on this, like, um, how, what, in what ways do you continue to like challenge yourself with your trust muscle? That's Ooh. a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> because I would imagine, like you said, certain things become second nature. And so mm -hmm. maybe you're not as down at, into a granular level like we are. But like you said, yeah. it's the quality of things. So how do you, how, what does that look like as far as how do you challenge your process? And like, you just set bigger goals and you just trust that it's going to happen. Like, do you, is that how you flex your trust muscle? Um, so at its core, I keep doing this same work and letting the bigger stuff come. Right. So I do the workshop, same as you guys, I do the assignments. Like my two hour script was because there was an assignment to do a two hour script and I had scheduled it on that day. 
Um, and then the trust, the bigger trust comes in um, two ways. One, you just start to trust, um, oh, I'm supposed to, I don't know, look this up today, or I'm supposed to go here even when it doesn't make sense, or I should call this person even though I have no reason, or let me click on this website, right? Um, which are simpler examples. I'm intending that a sort of a bigger example comes, but you trust without question. It's really about how fast you move is sort of becomes the trust. Like, am I going to think about this or I'm just going to act like here's a trust, here's an intuition. Let me do it. And I can give you a real life example that is happening as we speak. After I did that script I did not want to do. There was sort of a series of shifts that happened that day, which has grown and grown over the weekend. Um, and I'm sure coincides with this energy of this seven year anniversary. And then it'll be seven years since I wrote um, Money, Money, Money pretty soon. Um, in that I'm going to bring back, it's going to look a little bit different, but I'm bringing back my pay after you manifest for um money manifesting. And so the trust muscle is now, you know, in the beginning, it was like, oh yeah, this is fun. That was inspired. I'm going to do this. And there was, when looking back on it, there was sort of nothing to lose. I mean, there's always nothing to lose. That's something that goes on in our head. Right. But I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, this is happening. I know it's happening. I'm trusting that inspiration. And so it's just navigating it in a different way because I've shifted things, have grown things. And so it's trusting in a bigger way that that's going to work out. It's trusting that that's the right, you know, have a very established, amazing business. It's trusting even for you guys, right? Because one of the things that I've thought is, okay, it's going to look a little different. It might feel a little different and how, and what I have to trust now is more than just for myself. I trust that all of my inspirations that have to do with the Enchanted Circle are all best for all of you as well, that there is growth in there for you, no matter what it is. Right. And so that's one of the ways I have to trust is it's a little, it's just sort of trusting about bigger things, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's a good question. I like that. Thank you. Thank you for your answer. That, that was great. You're welcome. Thank you for the question. Cool. Any other questions pop up as we were talking about that? Anyone wants to share or ask? Still trying to think. I'm still thinking of more challenges, Elisa, because <laughs> I do love um, sharing. I do love sharing those, you know, and um, they do come up. They continue to come up because even I catch my story and I have to choose again. It's almost like I have to choose going back to the hero's journey. I have to choose to leave the ordinary world a lot. You know, I could probably put it in about 20 stories, you mm -hmm. know, where there is leaving this ordinary world because all the, you know, when, as you grow and you shift and you change, then your ordinary world is what you, you know, your adventure world becomes your ordinary world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I only focus on the first half of the hero's journey, because in real life, we never actually arrive. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's true. <laughs> no. There's, the, you there, know. there's no parade at the end of it for us. We just, we just keep going. <laughs> right. <laughs> you wake up the next day, you know, I always think about that. Everybody kind of has that joke about like a rom-com or a movie, like, yeah, it's all, it's all great and wrapped up for that section, but then there's the next part, right. There's moving into the relationship and all the things in the, 
you know, the challenges that come with that and the growth opportunities. So very fun. Any other questions you all want to ask? I just thought of one. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, might be a bit personal. It's okay. Um. <laughs> Probably. And if not, I am confident <laughs> enough to say, yes, it is too personal. <laughs> um, in, in your own personal money manifesting journey mm-hmm. um, with where you're at right now, is there something that you have been intending to manifest that maybe you've been intending to manifest for a while now mm-hmm. that still hasn't shown up? Um, if so, do you mind sharing what that is and how do you, you know, keep the faith that it is going to still show up in the right time? Yeah. I love that question. Um, so this might coincide. It will be really funny if this comes out um, on an episode of manifest it now where, where I kind of share this is, you know, cause Jenny and I were talking the other day, like f- everything we wanted five years ago is here. And, you know, I put a little caveat, you know, I did put a, you know, a thing on my inside of my armoire, like I make $500,000 for my bed in my balcony. And that isn't here yet, but the life that surrounds that is. And now I can see like the pieces are here. I can see how it's going to happen, not in a control way, but in a, I have a property that I'm working on. That's going to take a little while. Um, but I can, see the numbers and I know, okay, there's part of it. There's part of it. I have this other project. I can see it in a very, not a, I hope it'll work out way, but a very solid, oh yeah, that's totally coming kind of way. And so to best answer your question, so that's what it is. Number one, number two is I have so much faith and trust because of everything else I've manifested that I'm, I don't care in a way. I'm always looking for how I know that's happening. Like I know that's happening. I'm just, I have so much trust, even if I think if maybe I couldn't see the path, but I can definitely, I can tally the path very easily in a very low, in a very low number or a conservative way. Um, But even if I couldn't do that, I think I would like, this is so awesome. I can get there a lot of ways that's what it becomes is um, I can get it over here. I can, you know, use sort of this pile and be like, oh yeah, it's going to happen this way or, oh yeah, it'll happen this way. Or, oh, you know, worst case that's 10 years out. Right. And so you get to this point where you trust so much that you can't, the only thing you see is all the possible ways it could happen. You stop seeing that it can't happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Nice. Hopefully I've never, I hadn't answered it that way before. So, but yeah, that's, thank you for asking that question. I love it. I'm like you guys, when I ask you questions, you get to say it in a different way or put it, articulate it. And so it's really fun for me because I'm like, oh yeah, that's how, that is how it works. Even though I haven't necessarily thought about it. So thank you for that. Any other last yes. question, Sophia? Um, are you able to pinpoint like a defining moment where you were like, okay, this way of living is what I'm doing and it's only going to be this and I'm not going to look back. Mm-hmm. There's no plan B for anything other than <laughs> living this way, the law <laughs> of attraction way. Like, 
can you think of a moment that was like that defining mm-hmm. moment where you made the decision like this this is yeah. it. this is what I'm doing and this is this is the new me whatever <laughs> whatever that looks like mm-hmm. absolutely yeah and I think it comes more um to the answer of it. So I had been utilizing the law of attraction in different ways. And I can look back now and see how I was creating and stepping into my future self. I just didn't define it as that or totally know what I was doing. Um, But there was, it was a few months uh, after I quit my job and I was scripting and I had, I had had my own inspirations about how to script, which was different than I'd ever seen anyone else teach it. Um, and I'd been playing with scripting for a long time, like verbally I'd been playing with how does it work if you do this or you try it to do this or you, you know, do all these possibilities sort of thing. And I have been scripting about our, my relationship, but within scripting about that relationship um, involved a friend and uh, having a, a couple friend come into town and it was, you know, it was all about having the money to go out and do all these things with our friends and just being connected. It was really about being connected. And within a month, a friend of mine who was a friend, I'd only met her one time at a wedding, but we, we hit it off and she came back into town to do some things with my friend group. Um, her best friend ended up not being able to come which is part of the manifestation. Cause I don't think we would build the connection if her friend hadn't all of a sudden had to work and had to cancel on like the day before. And so we hung out that weekend. Um, there were like four parties, a pool party. There was a 50th birthday party. There's all these things. And it was so much the essence, even though the relationship wasn't there, that that whole other part of that script, the friendship part, the deep friendship, the deep conversations, the connection, the having so much fun, was so much like my script that I was like, oh yeah, this is it. So I think it was more about, I mean, I had used the LOA and I knew it worked, but it was the path. It was like, this is it forever. This is it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you two so much. Um, This has been amazing and so much fun. And I know that our listeners have gotten so much out of it. And so have I. So thank you so much. Thank you all for listening and make sure to come back and check out who we have next week. I love helping people manifest money because when you're learning to use the law of attraction, money is such a great tool. It gives such instant feedback. There's so many opportunities to see how the energy is flowing through you and where you might be getting tripped up or not allowing it to come in. So if you've had trouble manifesting in the past, you might want to use money as a way to learn how to use the law of attraction. Now, I have helped thousands of people manifest millions of dollars using my system Manifest 10K. And now I would love to invite you to join me complimentary and pay based on your success. You heard me right. You can join, get access to my very successful program, the Enchanted Circle, and most of all, my coaching for when you get stuck. And then you can pay me 10% of what you manifest after you're successful. If this sounds good to you, go to payafteryoumanifest.com to apply. That's payafteryoumanifest.com. Thank you for joining us on the Law of Attraction Manifesting Success Stories show. To learn how to attract more money into your life, 
go to your favorite book retailer and order Cassie's book, Manifest, $10,000.